Hello and welcome to Inside the Squad, a podcast produced by the Lafayette Police Department in Lafayette, Indiana. Inside the Squad is a community outreach podcast and is hosted by Lieutenant Scott Galloway and Specialist Ian O'Shields of the Crime Prevention Unit within the department. Our goal is to bring you an interesting, informative, and educational podcast by featuring interviews with officers and other public safety personnel. We hope you enjoy today's episode as we give you an inside look at law enforcement. Hello, and welcome to Inside the Squad. I'm Special CNO Shields. In this episode, it is Fire Prevention Month, and we have two awesome guests, Christina Chapman of the Red Cross and Todd Trent. He's an inspector with the Lafayette Fire Department. There's a lot of good information here, so I hope you enjoy. Let's talk. Let's talk. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here. I'm Special CNO Shields, Lafayette Police Department. With me, I have Lieutenant Scott Galloway, soon to be night fighter. Um, Patty, Patty Payne, how are you doing, ma'am? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Ian? I'm great. Tom? Good morning. Morning. And we have two special guests this m- today. Christina morning. Chapman. It's morning. It's it okay. is morning time. I just I never know what we say. It's morning. It's afternoon. You don't want to alienate anybody. Correct. Correct. Uh, Christina Chapman of Red Cross. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. I'm great. So real quick, what is your title? I'm a disaster program specialist for West Central Indiana for the American Red Cross. We'll talk about that because that sounds extremely important. <laughs> Thanks. And also with us is Lafayette Fire Department, uh, Todd Trent. You're the inspector over there? I am one of those, Ian. How many are there? There are four with an assistant chief. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you. So you're here because it's Fire Prevention Month? Absolutely. Correct? Yes, sir. All right. All right. What's what's the big event, Todd, in uh, the city that you participate with in Fire Prevention Month? Well, we just had an awesome week last yes. week. Um, yes. We was able to bring in over 3,000 children from Tippecanoe County and Carroll County to our fire prevention show. We had to move it to Sunnyside this year due to construction at Jeff, which the venue is smaller now. Um, we could only put in, bring in about 450 children, so typically we could bring in about 1,000 at Jeff. So we had to add two more shows. Do you get dance moves in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love to see that. Yeah, the <laughs> new Sparky, new Sparky there, and, and um, had a really good time. So not only is uh, LFD, but LPD is involved. Officer Roberts is yep. one of our uh, members of the cast. So about 28 people get together and uh, put on an awesome show for the whole week. And, and it's popular. I know my kid still talks about it. Absolutely. It's uh, it's actually got national recognition. Great. So. That's awesome. So obviously it's evolved, but is this the same program that when I was a kid was at the mall? It Do you think? Could have, but I doubt I just it. remember the dog with the window that you guys had and you had to, is that similar to what you guys do? Was or? that the puppet show? Oh man, it was, it's been a while. Because in the, in the beginning of the fire prevention show, it was a puppet show. It started oh, okay. out as a puppet show, and then it kind of involved uh, Chief Ritchie uh, was a big, huge uh, advocate of the show and wrote a lot of the the plays that we do. So, so is this a week-long event then? It is. We do 11 shows, two a day, and we have three on Wednesday. We have a night show for the public. Okay, so just take me through what do you teach the kids? Well, nine one one, stop, drop, and roll. We have our own band, um, so there's songs that correlate. We bring children on stage, uh, two ways out. So um, 
some years we do retention ponds. Um, so there's a whole different, each year a different uh, thing that we try to target. Okay. I like the two ways out. And Christina, maybe you can jump on that because um, I know you, the Red Cross does a good job of trying to urge families to make plans. So can you talk about two ways out and how that relates to what the Red Cross teaches? Yeah, absolutely. So the American Red Cross has our home fire campaign where we partner with many fire departments such as the Lafayette Fire Department. Um, One of the things that we do is not only do we walk door to door in neighborhoods installing free smoke alarms, um, but we also teach the families about fire prevention as well as the fire safety. Um, We have dry erase boards that we go over with each family as well as a a sheet that talks about um, how to prevent fires. But then we have the dry erase boards and the markers and we actually will go through that with the kids in their home. And so we try to talk to them about, you know, making sure that they have two ways out of each room. Um, and, you know, what would they do in case, you know, they're on the second floor? And it's, it's astonishing to me how many families have never talked about that. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's amazing how the fire department does such amazing programs. Um, and then sometimes it just doesn't make it home to the, to the parents. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think the shows, of course, that, um, that the Lafayette Fire Department's doing are just amazing um, because it's getting that education to the kids and as well as to the families so two tier you guys got two groups going out for this how important fire is and how dangerous can be yeah absolutely yeah we we definitely want to stress that all the time to folks so with that being said what do you do if you're on the second floor and there's a fire well, we try to talk to the families a lot about their um, escape ladders. Um, you know, we um, escape ladders really are not that expensive. Um, you can get them on Amazon or at your local hardware store uh, for between like $20 and $40, just depending on the model. Um, but we really talk to the families about that to make sure that they know, um, you know, have you talked to the kids? You know, is there a straight drop-off out their window or is there, um, you know, a covered um you know, a deck or a patio or front porch that the kids can drop into and just really having that conversation um, with them just in their homes and really going through that with them. Yeah. And kids, I, sometimes I just feel like people don't give them enough credit. They're brilliant. I mean, you show them, they're going to do it. They're, they're going to be like, got it. You know, and that's what my son, I keep saying that, uh, you know, they're, they're going to do it if you, if you train them. So uh, that's awesome. Now, Todd, how's that intersect with what you do? Do you do kind of the same kind of format or can you we, add to that? We have our own smoke alarm program uh, for the city and for Tippecanoe County. And to get to that for the city of Lafayette, if you go to the city's uh, webpage under Action Center at the bottom, um, you can click on that, then go to the fire department segment. You put in your name and address, and then that submits it to the Action Center. Then we go out and actually physically do the install we do the install on medical runs. If we see that they're deficient um, with the smoke alarms um, or they're not working, we do battery changes, and we just added carbon monoxide. So are those free carbon monoxide would be free as well? They are wow. free as well. Um, they're very expensive, so you yeah. have to qualify. Um, not everybody qualifies for them. Um, and so they have to own or buying their property. It's not for rental property. Okay. So... Uh, we do an average of about 300 installs annually, and we also have hearing impaired for the the individuals that have hearing issues. Those are very expensive. They have a vibrator. It goes under the mattress. Uh, we do also offer those uh, to the community here in the city of Lafayette. Have a, like a light that flashes It as has well. a strobe and okay. a vibrator that goes under the, uh, the bed itself, and that way um, it, can, uh, it can initiate 
and let them know that uh, they have had a signal to their alarm. Hmm. We're getting ready to do our drive at Laura Lee Trailer Park, and we're going to go on the 24th. Okay, October 24th. Door, um, from 7, or actually, excuse me, 9 a.m. to noon. We'll have an engine company meet us there, and uh, we, we had a fatality there in 17. Uh, you know, in the national stats, ours, there's over 3,000 fatalities nationwide and over uh, 80 fatalities in the state of Indiana. We haven't lost that many soldiers in the Afghanistan war or Iraq. And we lose that annually in the state of Indiana 81 last year. And can you correlate that to how many of those houses didn't have smoke detectors it's in them? It's about 78%. So that, They had them, huge... but they didn't work. Yep. So, Christina, and you're doing the same kind of thing. So, October 24th for Todd and the LFD, what's going to be your programs for Fire Safety Month? Yeah, so um, October 27th and 28th, we're going to actually be launching from uh, Lafayette City Hall. We're going to be canvassing the area um, from South Street to Casu Street, and then from the Wabash River over to 18th Street. Um, we have a couple partners that are going to be coming with us, like the um, Purdue American Red Cross Club, Northview Church, and the Purdue Navy ROTC. So we'll just literally be walking door-to-door in that area um, to install free smoke alarms, just like uh, Todd was talking about. And then on November 10th, um, we'll be walking um, we're going to be launching from the McAllister Recreation Center up on 20th Street and that day we're going to be doing like Sagamore to Underwood and then 26th to 18th Street um, that day we're going to be um, partnering with the Ivy Tech Student Body and their Alumni Association Great, nice, I like it so all this fire prevention you you um, you know teach kids stop, drop and roll how to get out if there was a fire what are we teaching to prevent the fire from even happening? What are we What are we pushing out? Lafayette Fire is pushing out. Um, basically, you know, if you hear the beep where you sleep, um, and we're also um, unattentive cooking. So, what one of our biggest um, issues that we have in the city, far as um, fire, is unattended cooking. Um, it becomes complicated when we talk about grease. So let's say, for an example, um, we cook a turkey in a deep fryer, and then we save that grease. Every time we reuse that grease, the ignition temperature drops. So, um, uh, you know, oil ignites at 365 degrees Fahrenheit. The next time you use it, it ignites at around 200 degrees, and it keeps dropping, but they don't know that. So they, they start cooking and think, well, I got 20 minutes before I have to come back, I can change the kids' diapers. But they actually had used the oil before, and they only actually had eight minutes. So now the the oil is on fire, and um, now we have an issue in the kitchen. We arrive, um, hopefully in time, to be able to do the suppression portion. So when we're talking about that, it's hard to tell the layperson that your cooking oil temperature varies by... so. We try to just say, you know, no unattended cooking, be there at all the time. But we know how busy life is, right? Everybody's got something going on. So um, if they're going to cook, then cook with something that is not going to do a, initiate microwave or a crock pot or something of that nature. If they know they're going to be interrupted. Yeah. Love the crock pot. Now, that's um, key right now, too, because you got Thanksgiving coming up and the isn't turkey fryers kind of a big deal it for you guys and your fire that you're it, dealing with? It is. We, we try to do a segment, um, and we've done um, 
you know, if it's frozen, it boils over. If you overfill it, it boils over. So there's so many components to turkey frying that now they have the electric ones that we really promote, um, which are awesome because the the turkey, it's all concealed in that. And if it does roll over, um, we're not going to get an open flame from it. I have a couple questions. Yeah. So grilling out, do you have a recommended distance on a grill from a residence? Absolutely. 10 feet from any combustible construction. So, and we want to keep it on the ground level. So, um, we, we see in apartment complexes that they put them on the balcony or, um, they have them upstairs with them. And so we want them on the ground level and 10 feet from combustible construction. Okay. Can you give me an example of combustible, uh, siding? So if your house is not brick or block, the rest of it's combustible. Gotcha. I need to move my grill back tonight. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> yeah. And what about testing of smoke detectors? Because I think in my house, they're hooked up to the household current, and there might be also a battery. Uh, I mean, is there a way for a homeowner to test those, or do you guys come out and do anything like that? It, so the if residential code states that they have to be interconnected. So physically, if the one in the kitchen goes off, it's going to introduce all the alarms throughout the facility. So the bedrooms, the the living rooms, wherever, they're all going to go beep, beep, beep. The consumer thinks that when they test the smoke detector, they push the button and they hear the DDDD that the smoke is good, right? That's not true. The only thing it's testing is that it has power. Smoke detectors are only good for 10 years. It has a born-on date on the back side of the smoke detector. So that born-on date will tell you when it was manufactured. From that point to now, if it's beyond the 10-year mark, they, the manufacturer will not guarantee that they'll even function. So we have smoke, synthetic smoke, that we'll introduce into the smoke detector, and then it senses that the detector goes off. Because you have two technologies in smoke detectors. You have ionization and you have photoization. The ionization is picking up a smoldering fire. The photoization is picking up the raging fire. So some of the smoke detectors that you see at your box stores that are 995 are only one technology. We feel that every human should have a fighting chance. So we want to use both technologies. Red Cross does the same. They use both technologies. So we want to make sure, because now in the construction state that our, our houses are built in, you only have two minutes to get out. Before, along in the 50s and 60s, you had six, seven minutes because the construction would allow that. Now it does not. What's the construction that doesn't allow that now? Just it, more it, plastics just, and things? Yeah, it's plastics, it's synthetics, it's hypercarbons. Just about everything that you see anymore is made out of a hypercarbon, and a hypercarbon is made out of uh, petroleum products. So uh, a queen-size mattress is equal to five gallons of gasoline. Really? Wow. Really. Huh. So with that said, that's not really having a fighting chance to get out. Uh-huh. And so your couches, your carpets, they have a fire retardant, but once they achieve that certain Fahrenheit, that fire retardant does not uh, do anything for the homeowner. Mm-hmm. And then in a construction, as far as the trusses um, and the way the stairs are built, are all compressed wood or glued. Back then, they used native wood that would temp 
uh, ex, uh, go up to temperatures near 800 degrees before uh, they start to fail. Hmm. So, so I got a couple questions yeah. actually. So uh, first off, that tweeting, yes, all of them, because at two in the morning, literally a week ago, I woke up, got a, uh, a ladder out, and I'm trying to pull them all down. <laughs> I pulled three down before I finally like You're figured out which one was a bad one. Uh, but so that does work. So mine have like green lights on them. So is that? Tell me, hey, the, the green go. light statement you have, uh, you're on 110. You're not on because they have batteries in them too. Correct. So when, when you have a power failure, the battery would kick in to make sure that you have appropriate coverage. So you, the only way you're going to be able to know is when you pull those down in and check the born on date. Gotcha. So mine, it, they actually expired at nine years because they kept beeping. I had to go ahead and take them down and replace them. So it was at nine years. So my house is four years old, and my question is, is it code to have the both, what was it, ionization and photoization? It, is that what you, you only have to have it interconnected. It doesn't have to have the two technologies. So if you look at your alarm, you'll see an I with a circle around it, or you'll see a capital uh, P. It'll say right on there if it's ionization and photoization. So that way you can determine what technologies you have in your residence. Hmm. So um, with your beeping that you probably had, you probably got some kind of uh, uh, spider or something in there. If you just take a can of air and just blow it out real good, that should stop the issue that you're having. Now, so in uh, Red Cross, maybe you can answer this. So uh, there's a base on the smoke detector and then... So you're saying you take the whole thing off, or can you just buy the replacement that kind of fits in there? Um, it just kind of depends because, um, you know, if you are able to go out and, you know, like your home's four years old, you were just saying. Yeah. Um, so they probably still have that alarm. Um, but, you know, there's no guarantee. So, you know, if, if you are able to buy the exact same alarm, then, yeah, obviously you should be able to. I mean, the base isn't um, anything other than that. It's a base that's going to hold it to the ceiling. Um, so if you can, t you know, get that, then, yeah, you could totally just replace it. Um, and like he said, and when, when we go out and do these, um, the smoke alarm campaigns, just like with Lafayette Fire Department, we're replacing them with the ones that have the 10-year lithium-ion batteries in them. Um, you know, that way, again, the homeowner is, um, as well as, so the Red Cross also does rentals. Um, that would be one difference between our two programs. Um, of course, there are codes that say that landlords have to provide them. Um, unfortunately, most of the fires that we respond to at the Red Cross, most of the time, it's rentals. And most of the fatalities that we've gone to are rental properties. And so we want to make sure, you know, it doesn't matter to us if you own a rent. We want to make sure that you have a work smoke alarm um, so that your family can get out in case of a fire. Do you yeah. see that too, Ron? I'm sorry. No, uh, you're okay. Uh, do you see a lot of rentals that you you guys respond to? We, we do. Yeah. Um, and our main concern is, is the landlord needs to take fiscal responsibility for his tenants. And we leave nobody behind. We will do the install, but we will also have the authority to go after the landlord. Right. And the only thing, just to be clear, the only thing that LFD doesn't install the carbon dioxide to is if it's a rental, correct? Is that Once again, nobody gets left behind, but we there, there is no uh, code for carbon monoxide. That's a luxury. Gotcha. So the code, the Indiana statute, is for smoke detectors or smoke alarms. Um, so that's the statute that we would... We, we want to make sure that that landlord is fiscal responsible. 
And, but, and we do. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, both of you are going to install fire alarms in homes that need them, regardless if it's rented, owned, shared, don't matter. Don't you're matter. Gonna, you're going to install them. Cool. Right, right. And just like and um, like uh, Trent, Todd was saying that, um, you know, so you can contact, obviously, uh, the city hall um, or the city. What was it? I'm sorry. The. The Action Center. The Action Center. Um, and then you can call our Red Cross office. Um, so either way, you know, whichever, you know, um, whichever method you'd like, you know, obviously we want to make sure that everyone's protected, just like he said. Is there anything else that you want to add or you want to put out there since it is Fire Prevention Month that you think is necessary that you want people to hear? Like if you had to give one bit of advice. Your elevator speech for fire prevention. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, um, these fatalities shouldn't be happening. Um, we have the technology. Smoke alarms have been around since the early 70s. It, you know, I know they're ignoring, and I know your wife's cooking is probably awesome, and she burns it every now and then. It's okay. Don't take the battery out. You know, um, we find that, you know, the cooking portion, they take the battery out, or they have them not in the right area. They have them in the kitchen. You shouldn't have them in the kitchen. That's why they're going off because of the heat's coming off of it. So um, make sure that you're replacing your batteries. And, you know, before, you know, we were doing it New Year's Day and July the 4th. Now we're doing it every time the time zone changes. So um, when we went to um, daylight savings time for the state of Indiana, we felt that that was a better way of doing it because who's going to do it New Year's Eve? I'm not. That so, makes sense. Um, makes sense. <laughs> so anytime the time zone changes, change your batteries. Check them if you're uncertain. And if you live in Tippecanoe County, you still go through our Action Center. And this program's for all 22 fire departments in Tippecanoe County and also Carroll County. So um, we'll, any questions, call 807-1600. That's LFD's headquarters. And we will get you taken care of one way or another. And before we get there, uh, Christina, when was your event at Laura Lee Drive again or Laura Lee Park? Um, our event's going to be on the 24th with LFD, um, and it's 9 a.m. to noon. We've already dropped our flyers off. They know we're coming. Okay. So. Great. Christina, could you uh, get elevator speech and then recap when your event's going to be? Yeah, absolutely. So um, with the American Red Cross, so this our program's a nationwide program. So anyone who lives in the United States um, can contact their local American Red Cross. In Indiana, you can call our uh, phone number 888-684-1441, um, and we'll schedule an appointment to come to your home. So even if we're not going to be in your area, uh, just give us a call. Um, again, if you don't live within Indiana, you can just go to redcross.org to look up your local Red Cross. But this is a nationwide program. Um, and then just recap where we're going to be. We're going to be um, right outside of City Hall area, um, City Hall on um, October 27th and 28th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. Um, we'll be um, in the South and Casus Street area. And then on November 10th, we'll be up near um, 22nd Street uh, at the McAllister Recreation Center starting at 9 a.m. And um, just so, again, if you live in those areas, be aware that we're going to be um, there. We're going to be knocking. Um, we will be doing a pre-canvas to drop door hangers, um, like he said, and flyers, some yard signs, um, as well as then uh, we would love to have some more volunteers. So if you have a group um, or yourself, you want to come out that day and volunteer with us to uh, go proactively save lives. Um, and again, hopefully the, uh, the Lafayette Fire Department normally 
uh, joins us for these events as well. Um, so it's just a really great time. And, and um, you know, you don't really get a chance every day to go out and save a life, but this is one of the things that you can do to, again, go out, um, proactively save lives. Todd and I have both seen a lot of tragedies um, in all of our years in fire um, prevention, and we want to make sure that no more lives are lost. So just get in co- contact with either of us. Great. You guys are doing great work. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Patty? Yeah, I'd just like to say, uh, to remind the public that this is your responsibility. It's something you, you need to do. You just need to get up and do it. There is no there's no public recognition for doing it. Like back in the 70s, we had the little red dots in the windows so you could tell that you cared and you knew that your kids were in this bedroom. You don't have that anymore, and it is your responsibility. You need to do it just to save your own family's life and your life. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Stay safe. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside the Squad from the Lafayette Police Department in Lafayette, Indiana. Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe for new ones on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question for the show, you can email it to podcast at lafayette.in.gov or connect with us on Nextdoor, Twitter, and on our website, lafayettepolice.us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Inside the Squad.